Well, thank you for tuning in to the Todd Coconato Show, The Remnant, here on WCF Radio. Today, we're going to talk about a subject matter that you would think every Christian knows about. It's the fruit of the Spirit. You know, love, joy, peace, patience, those types of things. But uh, if you go online, sometimes it seems like we've missed the mark on this. Would you agree? Especially on social media. So let's go over it again. The fruit of the Spirit, and I think everybody's going to get something out of today's broadcast. Here we go. Well, friends, I'm so thankful that you've tuned in to today's broadcast. It's a very important subject, uh, the fruit of the Spirit. And why do I say it's so important? Well, first of all, this is what God wants us to exude as we, as believers, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, a Christian, a follower of Christ, that means that you are meant to be known by your fruit. And if you're known by your fruit, we need to know what the fruit of the Spirit is. Well, it's love, it's joy, it's peace, it's patience, it's kindness, it's goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Okay, so now let's think about this. I, I, as a pastor, people reach out to me, and sometimes you know they're non-believers, and they say, "Look, man, uh, you know sometimes what you say I agree with, but the problem is you, you know, the, you Christians, you're out there fighting on social media. I see you guys, you know, back and forth and attacking each other, and if that's what Christianity is, I don't want that. Well, this is a problem, and it needs to be addressed. You know, for a long time, people have called it friendly fire, friendly fire when another believer." Or if you're in ministry, when another minister is, is sitting there attacking you. And we see a lot of this today. In fact, it kind of reminds me of, of, of when I was younger in, in high school in the Los Angeles Unified School District. And uh, there would be like crews, you know, different crews and gangs. And they would have beefs with each other. I mean, should the church look like that? No, not even close. That's so off from where we, we should be. And sometimes we just need to remind ourselves. So hopefully in today's broadcast, this will be a reminder to all of us that we have to stay above the line. We can't go down to the, the level of attack and, and wickedness and viciousness and, and vitriol that we're seeing online. Even if somebody attacks us, we've got to respond in a Christ-like manner. Otherwise, we're literally going to uh, turn off so many people to the gospel, which is the ultimate truth and the hope that we have in this dying world. You know, I mean, if you look at the craziness of the world, the world needs Jesus more than ever. But we as the believers here that are, that are occupying, you know, until he comes, the ones that are supposed to be the salt and the light, you know, we are the body of Christ. And he's coming back for a bride without spot nor wrinkle. And he says that, you know, the lukewarm are going to be spit out. So let's talk about the fruit of the Spirit today. And let's just, you know, look, I'm not here to be hard on anybody listening. All of us want to learn and we just want to be right before the Lord. And, and it starts in our heart. You know, how do we make the change? Well, we can be the change. And if, it's, if many of us catch on to this and we, we're walking in the fruit of the Spirit, we're having that self-control, we're, we're patient, we're, we're full of joy and peace, that is what attracts people to the gospel and to, to the message of the cross. Because there are so many people that are taking, you know, how many drugs just to try to numb the pain, you know, drinking alcohol to numb the pain uh, because they've gone through different things. Some people that are listening to this broadcast, you've been molested. You know, you've had multiple abortions. Uh, you know, something in your life went wrong, maybe a divorce, you know, or bad marriage, or you were beat by your spouse. Or, I mean, these are serious things. And I'm not here to diminish any of those or demean you at all. In fact, I've counseled people just like you. And by the way, I've had some of those things happen to me too. So uh, we are all sinners in need of a Savior. And uh, none of us are better than anybody else. But the good news is in Christ, He turns around what was meant for evil, he turns it around for good. 
and he restores us. He gives us a second chance. You know what? He gave me a second chance, and I needed a second chance. I needed a, a third chance and a fourth chance, too. And, and so many of you can understand, look, I'm far from perfect, but what we're trying to do is we're working out our salvation, as the Word of God says. We're, we're walking through this and, and looking at, at, at what we can peel away. You know, the Lord wants to heal us. He wants to deliver us. He wants to set us free. The Bible says who the sun sets free is free indeed. And so, listen, Galatians 5, through 23, it tells us this. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And the fruit of the Holy Spirit is a result of the Holy Spirit's presence in our life as a believer. It, it should be so evident to others. They know us by our fruit. They see the joy. You have that joy that only comes from the Father. You have the peace that passes understanding. You have an ability to control yourself. Even when somebody is vicious to you, you're not going to lose your, your mind. You're not going to lose your control. You're going to be able to, to respond in a Christ-like manner. And this takes discipline, friends. Listen, like I said, I, I grew up in LA Unified. We used to fight, you know, in my era. Uh, there was drive-by shootings sometimes at our high school. It was crazy. It was crazy times back then. This was in the 90s, you know. And I'm dating myself here. But the truth of the matter is there's still things going on that are crazy. And some of you may be in high school right now. Or you may be in college. Or, you know, you might have a, a difficult work environment or a difficult marital environment. And, and you know that it takes real discipline, real self-control not to get cray-cray, not to, not to respond in a way that, that, you know, you're just as bad as what they're doing to you. And by the way, then you can be accused because Satan is the accuser of the brethren. So how many times have you seen this where somebody did something to you and then you responded, you retaliated, and then the fingers were pointed at you. Look at you. You're supposed to be a Christian. Look how you're responding. It's never about them. They don't take responsibility. They point right at you, and you become the bad guy, and you're not the bad guy. So the truth is we have to, to discipline ourselves, and that takes us having a prayer life. It takes us being in the presence of the Lord. It takes us being humble and contrite and, and calling upon the Lord's name and saying, give me the strength, Lord. Give me the strength that I can not fall in this area. Give me the strength that I have the discipline, Lord, by your spirit. And, and that's why it's the fruit of the Spirit. You know, the, the Holy Spirit is the result. Okay, the fruit of the Holy Spirit is the result of, of the Holy Spirit's presence in you. And the Bible makes it clear that everyone receives the Holy Spirit the moment you believe in Jesus. When you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you say, I, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. You confess with your mouth. You believe in your heart. Hallelujah. That's what, you know, you need to do. And you need to repent of your sins. All of us did this. I did this. If you haven't done it, we'll give you an opportunity today. But the thing is, is that once you do that, all your sin and unrighteousness is thrown in the sea of forgetfulness. That's it. God, God moves you forward from that point on. And that's what's so amazing about Christianity. That's so, what's so amazing about the God that we serve, the one and only true God of heaven and earth, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He was there in the beginning. He's there in the end, the Alpha and the Omega. It's amazing. So if you want a scripture, if you're taking notes, you can go to Romans 8, 9, Romans 8, 9. You go to 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and you can even go to Ephesians 1, 13 through 14. That will uh, literally just back up everything I just said. One of the primary purposes of the Holy Spirit coming into our life as a believer is to change it, to change our life. 
It's the Holy Spirit's job to conform us to the image of Christ, making us more like him. But we have to be submitted to the Holy Spirit. We've got to allow the unction of the Holy Spirit. We've got to allow um, the leading of God's Holy Spirit, you know, to, to show us, to guide us, to shape us, to mold us. You know, what we're the, we're the clay. He's the potter, right? The God of heaven and earth. He's the pot, potter. And he's molding us and he's shaping us. And the fruit of the Holy Spirit is in direct contrast with the acts of sinful nature. The acts of sinful nature, if you want to uh, read them, and they're Galatians 5, 19 through 21. You know, um, what is it? Sexual immorality, impurities, uh, uh, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, uh, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, things like this. And, and those are the anti-fruits. How many people that are claiming to be Christians are walking in some of those anti-fruits? Maybe multiple, right? Especially anger. And so this is, this is the problem. This is the problem. And so, um, you know, the, the, the word of God warns us of this. He says, I warn you, as I did before, that those who like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Okay. And I mean, that's pretty clear. So in other words, if you're walking in hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfishness, ambition, you know, uh, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like that, he's warning us. He said, look, as I did before, that you're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. You're not going to go to heaven. You're not going to be, you know, the Lord's going to say, look, depart from me, worker of iniquity. I've never knew you. And this passage describes all the people to varying degrees uh, when they do not know Christ and therefore are not under the influence of the Holy Spirit. So this is why the scripture says you know them by their fruit, because it's evident. You can see right away if somebody's walking in the love of Christ. I mean, sometimes I don't even need to know somebody. I just, within the first couple of minutes of an interaction, I can see Jesus in them. I can see the spirit. You know what I'm talking about? When you just know and you're like, this is somebody that's kind. This is somebody that, that has the love of Christ. We're known by our love, right? Versus somebody that is walking in some of those uh, acts of the sinful nature, which is also quite evident, right? So, um, you know, this passage describes all people, like I said, when they don't know Christ. Now, our sinful flesh produces certain types of fruit that reflect our nature. And the Holy Spirit produces types of fruit that reflect his nature. It's like I was just talking about. The Christian life is a battle. It's a battle of the sinful flesh against the new nature given by Christ. That's in uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17. And, and as you know, fallen human beings, we're still trapped in the body that desires sinful things. Uh, things. You know, it's uh, Romans 7.14 through 25. You can read that. And as Christians, we have the Holy Spirit producing his fruit in us, and we have the Holy Spirit's power available to conquer the acts of the sinful nature. And that's what I want to reflect on today is that the fact that we have the ability, we have the power in Jesus Christ to conquer acts of sinful nature. Well, what do you mean, Pastor Todd? Well, you know, here it is, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. It says, therefore, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. It's done. Like, you are new. I, I'm going to tell you right now, when I had an encounter with the Lord and I got radically saved, and I believe that we're all meant to have an encounter with the living God. You know, we can't just claim Christ and not encounter him. We have to encounter him. It is so important that we understand the God that we serve. It is so important for us to understand the power, the authority. I mean, we're not just talking about, you know, sometimes American Christians, we like to put Jesus in a box. You know, like I think of the song, I am a friend of God. You know, oh, here's my friend, Jesus. 
I mean, that's great. I mean, I'm not against that, but the thing is, is he's holy. He's mighty. He's worthy. This is the God who died on the cross for our sins, sent his only begotten son, the triune God, fully God and fully man, died as, a, as an atonement for our sin and unrighteousness. And all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's why we need an eternal sacrificial lamb in Christ. But the problem is, why are so many people acting, you know, saying they're Christian, but then they just act completely different? Because they're, they, they're not, either they're not connecting or they haven't actually had the, the change inside to, to really have that encounter with Christ. What do I mean? Well, you know, when you get baptized, it's an outward expression of an inward change. Baptism, you know, by water, it being immersed in water, that's just, you know, what it is. It's a symbol. It's a sign to say, look, the old has passed away. I'm new. And it is a command of the Lord. We should get baptized. Doesn't mean it's going to stop you from heaven if you accept the Lord minutes before you die and you don't get baptized because we know that with the, the man that was on the cross near Jesus. And, but it is a commandment of the Lord. We should get baptized. And, and that what that is, is that's just signifying to everybody. Look, I'm a new creation. The old has passed away. You know, when I, when I got saved, I was coming out of the world. I, I used to party. I was in Hollywood. You know, I would go to clubs all the time. That was kind of like my church. I was at the club all the time. I was drinking. I was promiscuous lifestyle. I mean, it was, that was the, the way that I lived. And I knew that I was broken. I knew that there was a void in my life. I knew that there was, there, there, there was a God. But I didn't want to give my heart to him because I knew that that meant that I couldn't do all the things that I like to do. But see, the thing is, is that that's where we, we, we put Christianity in this category where we think, well, if I become a Christian, I got I to gotta live by all these rules and I'm going to have to give up all the stuff that I love. That's not at all what it is, friend. If that's what you think it is, you don't know Christianity. See, this is the problem, though. A lot of people have, have you know, claimed Christ that I'm a Christian and then people have watched these people and they say, well, I don't want that. That's because they're not walking in the fruit of the Spirit. I'm not saying they're unsaved, but they've got off course. And the thing is, they need to course correct. Because the truth is, is that we should be exuding the love of Christ. We should be exuding those, those, that fruit. That's how people know who we are. And that's how people want to know Jesus, because they see him in us. I've had people come up to me and say, what is it about you? Have you ever had somebody say that? What is it about you? You, you have so much joy. You know, you have so much peace on you. I want that peace. And look, I'm not bragging. I, I've made my own share of mistakes here. Don't get me wrong. But that's a compliment when somebody comes up to you and says that. Because that means that you're exuding the love of the Father. They want what you have. We have the answer. Think about all the crazy stuff that's going on in today's world. I mean, just, you know, if you can bear listening to the news. I, I honestly don't like listening to the news, the mainstream news anymore. Because it's all bad news. You know, what's interesting is as a preacher, I've been going around the country and we've been seeing a move of God. There's an undercurrent of, of, a, of a revival that's happening in America. I believe we're in the beginning stages of it. And people are hungry. I mean, I've never seen as many people coming out, lines so long of people just hungering for God, leaving their drug sacks at the altar, you know, leaving their cigarettes, leaving all kinds of things that, that have held them back, needles. I mean, it's crazy. And, and so this is happening right now. Why? Because people are hungry. They know the world is dark. The, the news is grim. But I don't see the news reporting on what I just talked about. I don't see the news, you know, imagine if the news came out to the tent meetings that we're at. And, and they came out and they said, breaking news, man was healed of cancer, had, you know, stage four cancer. It was, it was a life or death situation. Now it's gone. 
why don't they do some investigating in that? Because it happens quite frequently. I mean, I've seen this multiple times over the years where the Lord healed somebody. I've seen people get up out of wheelchairs. I, I know a girl that had horrible eyesight. We were in a prayer meeting in Northridge, California, and, and all of a sudden the, the Lord healed her eyes. She took off her thick glasses and she never needed to wear them again. That's a miracle. We, we see these types of things happening. God is in the miracle working business, but it takes faith. Not, I mean, we don't even have to have a lot of faith. He says the faith of a mustard seed will move the mountain, but he also says without faith, you're not going to please him. It's impossible to please God without faith. And so I think we just need to kind of put all these things into perspective and say to ourselves, look, you know, I can't control what some other person's doing. I can, I can say something to them. I can confront them. I can pray for them. There's many things that I could do, but the truth is I can't control them. Only they have the control of themselves, but I can control myself. You know, somebody's listening right now and, and you're having some marital challenges and, and your spouse may be very difficult. I'm, I'm not going to negate that fact. They may be a, a rebel. They may be mean spirited. They may be treating you badly. I can understand that. I've seen it over the years, many, many, many times, including in my own family growing up. I've seen it. I know what you're talking about. It's painful. It's horrible to walk through that. But the thing is, is I always say, what can we do better? Are we interceding for that person? Are we on our faces and in our prayer closet, just praying and contending for them, praying that the Lord would move on their heart, move on their situation, that they would have an encounter with God? Or, or do we just give up too easy these days? seems like a lot of people want things to happen super, super fast. You know, I call it microwave Christianity. You know, just is everything, we're, we're used to just getting everything. You know, the American church hasn't really fought very much uh, in, in recent years, at least. We've had it pretty, pretty easy, would you say? I mean, pretty easy. We, we, we've been blessed. We've been an extremely blessed nation with abundance and resources and prosperity it's been a good time, you know, most of our lives, even though some of us have had tragedy in our personal lives. I mean, for the most part, as a nation, the church has been free. We've had religious liberty and freedom here in the United States. And now these things are under attack. And now there is a spirit of Antichrist that's rising in the world. And, and we're seeing persecution uptick. Now, it's still not what it's like in some countries like North Korea and, you know, China and different places where Christians are brethren or persecuted. But friends, I'm going to tell you, unless the, the silent majority stands up and starts standing for righteousness and, and, and really making a difference and, and putting our feet to the ground and actually doing some work here, uh, we're going to continue to see our nation fall off a moral cliff. And, and the churches, we have to be exuding the Holy Spirit. We have to know who we are in Jesus Christ. We have to be walking in the fruit of the Spirit. That's why I'm talking about this today. I think it's so critical, crucial, and important that we get it. We have to know what the fruit of the Spirit is. Now, with, when we walk in this, we also have the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And there's a, a Greek word, which is ekbalo. It's to go out, to cast out, and to drive out. And that's what we're meant to do. When we go and make disciples, that go. When we go and make disciples of the nations and we baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, we are exactly uh, doing just that. We're going out, we're casting out, we're driving out the forces of darkness in our land. And that's what we've got to do. And, and I'm not saying to get violent. I'm not saying to, to even have to get physical. But we've got to understand the weapons of our warfare. Because the battle is not against flesh and blood. It's against strongholds and principalities. When you see some of these very wicked curriculums and very wicked things that they're pushing on our young people, this is a spiritual battle. Yet why is it that so few churches are even talking about this? And I'm not here to be critical. I don't want to be critical about the body of Christ. But I'm just saying, 
you know, if we all got together and understood the battle that we're in, actually stood up for righteousness, it would be there would be a big change. But unfortunately, we're we're falling in the same trap that others did in the past, and history is kind of repeating itself here in America, and we're and we're losing the freedoms. And 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 you know, we don't have to just sit back and and say, okay, let's you know, we're just going to lose them. No, we've got to be the church, the empowered church, the Church of Philadelphia, the empowered church knows what the fruit of the Spirit is. We, we're, we have the discipline. We have the self-control. We have the faithfulness. We have the peace. We have the patience. We're also prayer warriors. We know that, that we can pray. And, and when two or more are gathered, there's an there's anointing. There's an authority. Jesus hears our prayers. God hears our prayers from heaven. He says, the faithful, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. It, it's, it's critical that we are praying for our nation and for our children and for our families and we can't stoop to their level, friends. And there are people that are hungry right now, desperate, in need of, of change in their situation. How do I know this? Because every day we get hundreds of people reaching out. I'm not even kidding you. On social media, emails, the letters, are, you know, they just explain. And, and, and maybe you have written, and thank you for writing us. And we read your correspondence. We pray for you. We, we, my heart goes out to some of the things that some of you are going through. And trust me, I've gone through similar things. So I get it. And this is what the body is meant to do. We're meant to, to stand with one another, encourage one another, exhort one another, pray for one another, not, not be fighting and, and attacking each other online and comparing and competing and just these vicious things that I see. And I, sometimes, I mean, I was just online and I saw a pastor attacking another pastor. I mean, that's crazy to me. Yet this is happening. Where's the fruit of the Spirit? Somebody's watching you. Somebody's watching you, Pastor. They're watching your actions. See, the whole thing is people look and they want real. They want authentic. They're like, is this person real? Is that person real? Can I trust you? People have been burned so much in today's world. They're just, they're looking for authenticity. They're looking for real. That's what I was looking for when I came from the world. I, I just wanted somebody to be real. I knew I had an encounter with God and, and I thank God there was a gentleman that took time to go have coffee with me and disciple me and mentor me in that period. And, and for the other mentors and elders that I've had over the years, that's amazing. We got to pray for those people sometimes because they don't just grow on trees. Sometimes they're few and far between. But when you find an elder in your life that's willing to pour into you, praise God. But we have to be teachable too. And a lot of times we think we've made it. We haven't made it yet. We're, we're still a work in progress. The minute that we think we've got it all figured out, that's a dangerous minute. We've got to be always working, always peeling away that next layer, trying to be more Christ-like, going deeper in our faith, deeper in the word of God, because faith comes from hearing, hearing from the word of God. This is the other problem, is a lot of people aren't in the word. The word is so important. It, it's the basic instructions before leaving earth. It's the... It's, it's the manual. It, we can't just open the Bible once a week on Sunday and read like two scriptures. You know, we, we've got to have in-depth study. We've got to know what's in the word. This is what's going to set us up for success. You show me someone that loves the word and I'll show you a successful person. I'm telling you, the word sets you up for success. And you say, well, pastor, I just have a hard time being nice. It's just not who I am. I'm angry. Well, I, I believe God wants to deliver you of that today. I believe God wants to heal you of your anger so that that's not a vice in your life. It's not a thorn in your side anymore. 
Pastor, I'm addicted. I just can't stop. Yes, you can. God will give you the strength. You got to be willing to receive it though. You got to say, I don't want this anymore. I hate this sin. Yeah, it's okay to hate sin. That's the one thing it's okay to hate. You know, I don't like this sin because God doesn't like sin. But sin opens doors. It opens doors in our life. It opens doors in our situation. And, and it, you know, the sin has consequences. The wages of sin are death. That's what the Bible says. There's consequence to sin. We reap what we sow. But if we desire, we say, Lord, I want to have love. I want to have peace. I want to have patience. I want to have kindness. I want to I be good and faithful and gentle and have self-control. It's going to change your whole life. It's going to change your marriage. It's going to change your, your job situation. I'm not saying be a doormat. I'm not saying you have to be friends with people that burned you before. You got to forgive them, but you don't got to be friends with them. I'm just saying just exude the love of Christ so that, so that you can be that, that salt and the light to the world. And, we, and we, can, we can share the gospel and be about the Great Commission so that we can pull others out of darkness. Isn't that what we're meant to do? Isn't, aren't we meant to be the salt and the light that people could see the fruit and the spirit in us? They know us by our love. They know us by our fruit, of course. And then this is going to lead many other people to salvation. It's going to touch the hearts of the lost, the prodigals, the broken. And so don't, don't go into the, the level of some of these people that are attacking you. We need to be the change. And I'm going to commit to this as well. We need to be the change. Father, I just thank you so much for this amazing group. I thank you for those that are listening. I pray that you would bless every person that's listening to this broadcast today. I pray that their favor and the blessing and, and, the, and the spirit of the living God would be upon them, Lord God, your spirit your Holy Spirit. And I pray that we would, we would be about your business, that we'd be out there making disciples, making, making a, you know, a whole new group of, of disciples that are, that are going to go out and cast out, drive out, be the change because the world needs you, Lord. The world needs you. So I just thank you. I pray that every word that was spoken that's true would take root in our heart, that, that Lord, we would, we would go deeper in this time, deeper in this season, we wouldn't be worried about what's going on in the world, that we would be focused on you. We, we'd get out of the boat and we'd walk on the water and our eyes would be focused on you. And so we, we just lay down the attacks of the enemy. We lay down all the, all the people that accuse us and attack us. We will exude the, the fruit. And that's how we're known, Lord God. So I praise your name. I thank your name, Lord God. I give you the glory. I give you the honor. Hallelujah. Jesus, you're worthy. Thank you so much for, for listening to the broadcast today. You can go to pastortodd.org, pastortodd.org, and we'll be back next week.